0: What do you put your improvements down to? Like, what have you learned the most this year?
1: So, like, you, you asked me, like, um, what do you reckon we learned this year just before we started? And I said, patience, and there's really, yeah, like, so much trust in, like, you. Um, like, there's been times where I've messaged you, going, I don't even be sure.
0: Yeah, tell us about that, that chat. Like, I, I no, think, was it just before just, the 10K or the five? It's or? not just once, it's happened yeah. a few times. Yeah, like, but I think like, that's really important. Like, I think this is important for everyone hear. And it's like, yeah.
1: But it's like, the, like I feel like I've got good rapport with you now like uh, yeah. I've probably been with you for almost two years now yeah, if we yep. go back to an osteoporosis in June yeah. like yeah it's just yeah patience and letting it happen and um yeah, yeah just a trust between the coach and the athlete and um like I'd message you going oh this taper feels really aggressive are we sure this is right yeah or, um yeah, like, oh, if I'm not keen on a session or if i just, just, yeah, if I'm just not keen on stuff, I'm like... It's good,
0: though, like, you tell me, like, and that's what, like, I think, I think that's important for people to hear, is, like, if you're not sure about a session, you need to speak up and, and say it, um, and then, like, you know, I think a few times where we're like, oh, th- you've just said it, you're like, oh, I don't know about this, and then I'm like, okay, well, um, let's have a chat about it after work or later today or... Yeah, you know,
1: never hesitated to... You don't yeah. just message me back. Just go. Just trust me. You know, right? Yeah. Like, I, like, that would be easy to get down about. And now you are talking, and it's like a 20 minute chat, and it's just. Yeah. And I, I probably won't even speak for that 20 minutes. It's just, <laughs> you're just, you just walking through it, and you're like, it's, it's, it's purpose. Yeah. Has a place. You'll run well. And but like, you just it's 20 minutes. You just walk me through it, and I leave that 20 minutes going. That was about minutes. Yeah, like, yeah.
0: But it's not just that. Like, I think even. I, I would say what I think but then it's very important to hear how you're thinking because yeah, you need always, to believe in it so you always ask
1: me like yeah you, you tell me, like to speak up like, I never like I never felt silenced or, like I feel like I always had the opportunity to speak up yeah and then but then like I feel like that's got me to a point now like where I am really happy with like the coach-athlete relationship and I am I, I respect the importance of being patient and just you'll you'll run well
0: yeah just yeah 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 yeah, exactly welcome to the run culture podcast my name is dane verway i'm an experienced runner and running physiotherapist i created this podcast not only so i had an excuse to talk running each and every week something that i love to do But more importantly, this podcast gives me the opportunity to interview fellow runners, friends and health professionals in a relaxed and easygoing format. This podcast is designed for the everyday runner, so we can all live, learn, grow and enjoy everything there is to running together. I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome back to another episode of the Run Culture Podcast. Today I'm... Fortunate to be joined by Damien Clark and Pete Dutton. Great to have you back, boys.
1: Morning. Great to be back.
0: Just did a gym session. Uh, Pete, you've been in the gym a fair bit recently. Uh, tell us about the last couple of months and, um, yeah, how's everything been progressing?
2: Oh, well, it was progressing all right until I got injured. So, started with a 10K PV in November of 32 on the track. With, um good paces in um Rocky Enno, Rocky Watson, Bevan. Who else did we have for pacing? Oh Damien Damien oh, yeah. went to five K, which was massive help. Aim was to break thirty two, but I just just couldn't hang on to the pace. Went out a little slow. First five K was I think sixteen eleven from memory. So to little little off pace, want break thirty two but we picked it up, I just didn't have that massively sub 16 second half in me, and me. Yeah. yeah
0: so it was a pretty good race like we set that up just as a training group uh because of the covid restrictions and um things opened up that we could have you know about uh 10 people yeah, sort of doing a had race 10 we're allowed. I mean, yeah 10 we dogs. had 10 on the dot yeah so it was great to as soon as we could do that like actually set something up and um have something to aim for and it's great that you could get something out of it Pete.
2: Yeah, it was it was a good race. It was probably one of the highlights of a very interesting twenty twenty with COVID. Yeah. Essentially wiping off eight months of the calendar.
0: Yeah. And then it wasn't too soon after that you you started to get a bit of a sore foot. Uh yeah. tell us about that and, and how I, it started. I,
2: yeah. I got I got greedy, I think. Eight days later Cruden Farm cross country popped up and I thought I'm in, I'm in shape and with COVID restrictions still, it wasn't much of a race, so I kind of, it was a bit of a waste. And landed on my foot pretty hard in the warm-up and thought, oh, I've just rolled my ankle, nothing, no big deal. Still raced. It was a little sore on some of the corners and thought nothing of it. Kept running. I mean, a day later, I wasn't happy with the race, so I ran 12 and a uh, 13K at, like, 4'15's or 4'20's and slowly throughout the run got a little more sore I was compensating a bit more and um, by the end of it I thought oh it's still just rolled it probably sprained my ankle my foot nothing new I've run through pain like that before then probably two days later I tried to run because I only had a recovery week so it was an easy double did the first double it was a little the un- first run in the morning it was a little uncomfortable then at night got probably 500 in and pain was unrunnable. It was it was pretty excruciating. Then I thought, well, that's a stress fracture. That's season over. No running. Then got it assessed and yeah, third metatarsal stress fracture.
0: Yeah. So pretty much your first injury for
2: 11 years.
0: Yeah. And why? Did, why? Like we we were sort of um trying to work out why um. What were some of the reasons that we thought, oh, you know, potentially you, you, you potentially got injured? Because I think that's a big thing to, to work out when you do get injured because, you know, you need confidence that it's not going to just happen again um, further down the road and, and so that you can address things so that you're less likely for it to happen again. So what did we come up with?
2: Uh, I think it was a lot of, it was a combination of a lot of one that all led to it. So just shortcuts. Due to work, just time constraints meant there were shortcuts in the gym and I wasn't, I pretty much was hit and miss with gym. I was either doing it for weeks or there'd be two week hiatuses where I wasn't in the gym at all and that adds up and obviously due to COVID, I think the biggest thing, we'd have a block of training set for a race and then COVID would sort of come back and then we'd move the goalposts. That's five weeks of training, no taper because the race got moved and then we're straight back into all right, this is the next goal. So it was just six, seven weeks of hundred and ten plus Ks into a short four day rest and then back into hundred and twenty K weeks and it just it was probably too much.
0: Yeah, it's exactly right. Like once we actually reflected on on the year that you had compared to the other years that you've done like, there was no races breaking up the training. Like, there was, like, the a good thing with those races is it almost period, periodizes your training and it ma- forces you to have those down weeks and we, and we just weren't having them, were yeah, we?
2: almost, like you look at, even before that, I kind of just need to know, because I just enjoy racing so much and there's always a, alright, I run that fast, but I can do so much better. I'll work a little bit harder. And then it's just an up and down spiral of just, one race leads into another race into all right that's my next goal i gotta run faster i gotta be yeah and then the whole COVID, it's like i've got to be in 31 30 shape or even faster to be contending with these guys because they're all fit coming out of lockdown yeah it's just that added pressure right i gotta train harder be more relentless and then yeah to the point that you you break and then that's it's a tricky
0: balance like because you you do need that um that desire to like keep improving and that passion you know to to sort of push for your goals but then you know there's only so long that you can sustain that and I think um yeah in reflecting on it I, I think um yeah we just probably needed to have a few down weeks here and there and one big thing that I remember was like after the af- track season you were probably the only one that that didn't want to break and, and we sort of just kept training um uh, do you remember yeah.
2: that yeah I my you told me like two weeks ago my exact words are I don't need a break and I remember <laughs> saying it it was after the state 1500 champs and I ran a PB I'm like I'm in great shape why would I need a break yeah. let's let's keep going I lined up run for the kids two and a half weeks later yeah. and I'm like that's going to lead in the cross country it's going to be bigger than it was last year and then it's just going to keep going yeah and it's just almost blindsided myself in the reality that improvements will come like that but i'm also pushing a fine line of breaking
0: i guess you hadn't you hadn't got injured for 10 years so you you certainly uh you certainly uh persuaded me because i was like oh well he hasn't broken yet um so like um i suppose i bought into the idea too um but like i think uh what what else did you add to the to your year this year that you know i guess um the big a big thing was probably working full-time don't you think like over the last six months or so
2: yeah full time work
0: yeah physical job at the nursery
2: means stupid hours of running in the morning because that's what I've learnt is kind of a normal thing looking at how my brother used to train (laughs) yeah and that's kind of I think that made me buy into that sort of mentality that if you want to be the best you kind of have to be relentless with your time and use every ounce of time you have. And if that means running at 4 o'clock in the morning, doing 30-minute shakeout runs, then that's what you have to do.
0: But you said it really well the other day. Like, I think you were like, I think some of those runs, like the reward versus risk, it was out of whack. Like, I think some of those runs where you were, wake, were waking up early... Uh, weren't worth it like we you're better off just sleeping and then going to work so i think it's um working out where some of those runs are probably inefficient ineffective and the risk versus reward is just out of whack and it's probably worth just scrapping them and they're kind of regarded as junk um and uh not not efficient training um given your life circumstances
2: early on you look at my strava i was doing workouts at 4 in the morning yeah progressive thresholds getting down to three tens by the end of the (laughs) 4 30 and it just like
0: you're still getting your eight hours sleep um but i I think that the stress of having to wake up and do that uh weekly as well um is um probably something that i think we're gonna like change and probably scrap a few of those morning runs and uh and definitely have a few down weeks um just in regards to. Um, yeah, you can't just keep you know stacking up 115k weeks, week after week, week and after week. It's yeah.
2: Kind of, it's kind of making me question like, is it worth starting so early at work just for the like, what is my actual priorities, which is still in a working process in my brain to be honest, trying to work out. Because since I since I broke, I haven't worked for five and a half weeks. That's that's the kind of mentality of should I go back?
0: Yep. Well, like the good news is this week um, on Tuesday, you passed um, yeah a bit of a physical and um, and I think you're going to be good from Monday next week to start walk jogging and, and get back into it. That'll probably take three weeks and then you'll slowly try to progress towards um, being fit for cross country season next year. Uh, Yeah, which
2: seems a long way away. Yeah. I kind of, I was expecting another two and a half weeks on the sidelines. And then hearing that I could probably walk, run again, it was was a weird, I don't know, it was a weird conversation to have. Because I'm like, well, I thought I was still broken, but should I run? And it's just a big cluster of, "Is is it the right time to start back?
0: yeah i think um, i'm pretty confident like uh when when um you pass all the tests that you've passed uh, with me um it strongly correlates that the bone is um healing well um so pretty confident they can do like some one minute jogs and four minute walks and and stuff like that pretty low low grade uh, running uh for for next week and then you slowly build from there gain your confidence and that's part of it like um that's how you gain your confidence and that's how the pain settles because um uh, you're like, okay, I'm slowly putting a bit of force through it and it didn't hurt. So um, that's how you get your confidence back up and that's how the um, The pain in the foot sort of settles too because you sort of gain gain that trust in it again
2: Yeah, because that was yeah. a big thing. It took me a while to actually have confidence to get back in the gym properly
0: Yeah, yeah, I remember it was funny like when we first assessed it um, you came in you ran down the street you didn't even limp um you were because you sort of didn't really know what it was um you're hoping that it was a strain um uh yeah you were you were you performed pretty well on, on the run run in um but is, then um that, that yeah.
2: just comes back to my knowledge yeah. of your yeah. you i knew you were standing there waiting for me to limp so that's <laughs> yep. an easy diagnosis but I'm like, <laughs> i want to be back running next week so Yeah. Like, If I limp, I'm done. That's that's me getting pulled off the... the As soon as as
0: I said, uh, I think, um, like, I'm 95% sure, like, I don't think you need a scan, like, 95% sure this is what it is, Um, the next day you were limping. (laughs) I guess you knew what it was.
2: Yeah. So you wanted to get better. In reality, I knew what it was for a week. Yeah. Because I was hanging out with my friends the week before, and I'm like it yeah i'm 90 percent sure that i have a stress fracture and that's my year done yeah and that's that's me just being realistic but at the same time that 10 percent, like maybe yeah. maybe we'll come good in two days and who knows yeah but yeah i already already knew
0: yeah so then like i reckon aim for cross country season um which is a good aim because you've got um, I mean it's just that's always a good goal after an injury is like okay work out something that's appropriate timeline to build for and it's not too soon um, and then you know, you might start first few of the cross-country season races a bit unfit but that's how you're going to work work your fitness up and then uh, you were saying that Gold Coast 10k or half marathon you know makes you excited.
2: Yeah that yep. seems like a like that's the first week in July or first Sunday in July or something it seems it's like six months away so i feel that's exciting enough and big enough of a race that will actually keep me motivated to want to get back to racing yeah because that's the biggest thing having the confidence again to be excited about racing yeah which is still there now which is it's a harsh reality because even early on i'm like oh these races are popping up again and i'm like oh i'll enter them i'm like wait hang on (laughs) slow down i'm I'm still broken it's only a week after yeah diagnosis i shouldn't be planning races
0: yeah 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 it's true i think that's um mistake i see a little bit is um people uh yeah pick out races when they probably need a first just learn how to run again um but i think the goals that we've got are are well well in the distance and there's plenty enough time for your physiology to heal and 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 um and to get reasonably fit again um in that time so no they're appropriate goals that's for sure Damo got any questions?
1: Nah all I'd say is like from my own experience and even like now like I'm not injured I'm running but like you got to find who it's you are. It's been about a year for you. Outside of that you're going to find who you are outside of running and you got to yeah, you gotta be someone else. You can't, you, you 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 can't be all running and good. You, yeah, you, yeah. And I'm I'm kind of even realizing that now. Like, like I've had two weeks and it's like I've been so happy, like just doing other stuff. Exactly. And, like it was very easy to just like I've got like I've hung out hung out with my mate Callum like every other day and nice. Like I'm enjoying work and yeah, just like an you know, journal and uh, yeah. I know I, I know I'm not just running yeah
2: that was definitely the hardest thing and i don't i definitely don't think i'm to a point where i know who i am yet without running because like i had a job i was running well and then all of a sudden i'm injured not running work doesn't want to deal with me while i'm injured it's like well what what do i do now yep yeah. So I didn't really leave the house for the first two weeks of my injury, because that's also I saw living in a small town's good when you're running well, yeah, because you have that community support. But when you're injured, it asks a lot more questions that I wasn't, I wasn't ready to answer.
1: But then I also say that is, is anyone really asking those questions, or are you just no, asking it's them in, it was a hundred, it was a hundred percent in my head. You, you can't, I, yeah, you can't
2: it was just He's like oh i don't want to be seen on the bike because i don't want anyone in the area seeing me riding around but I'm, when I'm... I'm this running oh, you can't really see that i'm this running <laughs> guy and it's like that's just a label i seem to have like wanting but been naturally given by people around me and it's like well if i'm not this running guy this guy that runs everywhere then who am i yeah and that's been the, maybe that's, they just
1: thinking you need a triathlon guy now right? yeah i
2: don't driving think they might mo- like, yeah yeah <laughs> yeah but it's just I think you're over
0: playing it in you yeah yeah
2: and that was the reason i wanted to stay at work because i knew i'd be just sitting there just overdoing things in my head that aren't there aren't real
0: Yeah. so yeah and then um yeah you've got right into your gaming as well over yeah. the break
2: i started a channel on twitch so i sh- started streaming pretty much every day when i was at home yeah so i don't know if that was a good thing or a bad thing i think it's just taking one massive thing in my life and filling the void with something this even bigger and that was i mean some people look at it as a, i had nothing else to do and it's a side hustle maybe it will grow in five years or it's just a me wasting time until i can get back running
0: (laughs) i think it was really good advice from damien then like um like i I, like it's coming from someone who's had a few injuries and and had a fair bit of time on the sidelines um and uh, it's something that we did chat about too wasn't it pete um where we're like okay this is a perfect time The, the silver lining of any injury is to try to develop yourself outside of running and and work on um yeah you know, spending time with friends um, uh, and um, developing other other interests, and and then the other the other element was like, okay, well, one of the big plays in this injury, I, I I sort of thought was also a lack of physical strength, and and um, we're like, okay, well, let's get really strong in the gym and, and work on that that area as well. Um, so yeah, I, I think, um, but it's like anything, it, it you know. You can't just like suddenly get an injury and then you suddenly um, develop those areas straight away. It's just a, a work in progress, and um, and uh, yeah, I, I reckon it's it's good advice by Damien, that's for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, anything else, David?
1: No, nah, that's all I write. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's, it's something I've definitely found of myself, and yeah.
0: Yeah, catching up with friends is a real good one, and. And even just living, living like um, life, like you aren't a, you know, and a, friends who, who don't run, who don't run, yeah, because they so, don't care, yeah, they don't care. And then, yeah, yeah. But that that's um, yeah, great advice. And I think um, a lot of people who have been injured, who are even listening to this, will will probably, um, I mean, it's great advice for them to hear. But they will probably be nodding their heads as well, because like I think that's one of the hardest things as a runner when you are injured is like because it has been such a huge part of your life then it's uh trying to trying to work on the other aspects so that um you're a well-rounded person um because i think that that that's a big part in um i think even a lot of good runners you can see that they're not actually professional runners they've got like a full-time job uh they've got a family They've got all these other things, and I think that's why they're good. Like a it's lot of people, like, oh, or... they'd probably be better yeah. if they'd be a professional runner. But I, I, th- I'd question that. I think it's sometimes they, they're uh, some personalities, and uh, uh, quite often you're better if you've actually sort of got you know a few things going on, a few distractions. Um, so it's just not all, all eggs in one basket. Yeah,
1: it just makes you a more well-rounded person. I don't think it's right to even look at it as a distraction. It's just being a good human. Like, yeah. yeah
0: yeah 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 exactly like um and then you learn things from one one aspect of your life and it and uh, or it makes you even feel like you get that good energy like you even said damien just before like you're feeling really good like because um, you've been hanging out with friends like um, yeah yeah um so socializing and and um aspects like that so now Damien, tell us a bit more about um how you've gone um it's pretty much been pb central this year
1: yeah, finally. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it's been a long time coming. No, I'm wrapped with how this year's wrapped up, really. I um, haven't raced since March. Um, I, I haven't raced since I've been back at uni, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, had, I did like the 5K in June, July, and wasn't too happy with that. And
0: What'd you run there?
1: It was like 16, 48, 49-ish. Um, I like was alright for where I was at at the time, and, but I also I had been sick for like two or three weeks at the time.
0: That was um the race that Sean Williams organised yeah. um around Seaford Wetlands that yeah, time right trial
1: right before second wave second
0: wave lockdown yeah
1: yeah um yeah I was I was alright I ran a bit and kind of put that in the back in one yeah um and then yeah we tried some new things and got me doing thresholds and. I got really fit off that and I just put week on week on week and it was really consistent in the gym and I was, was probably right around when I was hitting uni break as well and had a really good first semester and yeah, it was long story short. I then got to do a 10k PB and I took 70 seconds off that, um, ran 34.15. Um, so I was, I was stoked with that at the time and thought I was hitting a bit and <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs>
0: That was pretty much solo, like you had your manager oh, from yeah. work.
1: I, I thought it'd be fun, get my manager, um, he's a keen runner himself and yeah, I organised it and oh, he, ended, he ended up having, it was a busy time for him as well and he got a bit of a niggle and so he didn't end up running the full thing and I kind of dropped him in the first lap and was solo for the rest of the 25 laps but nah, I yeah had a good run and taught me a lot about yeah, just pacing and just how a race should feel or like at least 10k effort um and i probably learned that off doing 30 minute thresholds as well um yeah so that was a really good run
0: tell us a little bit more like so um with the thresholds and the tempos and like i remember early on when i started coaching you you're sort of like oh i just like this kind of training like i feel like um I get fitter off it um, or just feels good doing it whereas i struggle with the, the shorter faster intervals like um
1: yeah
0: i think it was a good discovery this year wasn't it like with that with that because um, it certainly worked
1: yeah i think i've like always known just intuitively yeah. that yeah i hate sprints i'm not good yeah. at it i hate the feeling of getting dropped and <laughs> like the splits won't even be super quick like they'll be, they'll be good but it's not blistering but like i'll get dropped and then i'll think worse myself of it and but that's just not the runner i am not built for not built for splits and not built for 200s and 400s and not. i'm just it's like like i'll do them it's a good part of training but it's not the bulk of what i respond off yeah Um, yeah so yeah we did we did like some lactate testing that was a bit nervous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: I tried to do some lactate testing this year with a lactate uh, monitor and, and um, some blood sampling.
1: But it was good to kind of, we got some perspective on the zones and yeah, like what's a good effort for me. And so um, after that, we got me strapped onto a heart rate and we did probably like once a week, every week, I was doing like a 30 minute effort and there'd be, I don't know, just varies variables to that 30 minutes of what we'd do if it was up and down in the middle or uh, a block of five minutes it was a little bit harder but like there was no pace that was set on it it was just go at this heart rate um what do you like about that well i remember the first time i did it and it was just sit at 170 beats and my graph i think i averaged 171 for the first run and it was my graph of heart rate was just dead flat um i had my splits going and it was one split it'd be like Three thirty-seven, and then the next one would be three twenty-four, but my heart rate was exactly the same and so i learned that like
0: depending on the just, terrain just and effort and yeah.
1: just yeah where you're running and how you feel on the day and it's like you yeah, i a bit more about myself and how i feel and like yeah it a runs and a run is not the same as the next run um, yep but yeah we did we started doing heaps of those and gradually at that heart rate i was getting faster and i think like i was i took like five seconds off per k by the end of it and the same heart rate yeah and it was just it was working and and then yeah by the time i got to a 10k i was like i know how this should feel yeah um, and i know like i knew what was sustainable yeah and that's just how i ran 10k and yeah
0: yeah no it was good and i think what we also learnt was, um, uh, it was just good that you weren't looking at your pace on your watch and and sort of like ra- racing That's those. That's yeah. something
1: I've worked on heaps this year. Yeah, like as we're saying, just getting a bit more intuitive as to how I should feel, and um, yeah, I just I yeah just learnt so much more about myself and effort and intensity and taking and it was a, it was a good mental break from having to hit splits and yeah
0: especially because a lot of the training was solo wasn't it over yeah and
1: we were all stuck to 5k radius and i was yeah. i pride myself on this i did not yeah. break one of those rules i was yeah using my treadmill and yes um like to get over that hour um, Yeah. if it was a warm-up on the treadmill or extra 30 to my long run on the treadmill. Um, but like I was staying within my 5k and I just got creative and as to where I was running and took all the CRs around Sandhurst <laughs> um, and improving upon them after time as well. Yep. Um, yeah.
0: That was really good. Um, and so we then sort of got to about November and in that same race that Pete ran his 10k PV, um, you helped pacemake uh, to 5k and um this was uh yeah november the 7th yeah. um yeah you ran 16 14.
1: yeah um i don't know i don't really think too much about that race it was kind of well the instructions were that this is a pacing job and you from run a pb that would kind of like i went into that as the pb would be a consequence of a good pacing job yeah um yeah and i did i felt i fell off at the end um well, like I knew I had so much more in me, and like I was running in lane two for a lot of it, and probably just wasn't as relaxed as I should be. And yep, but it's fun and it was a good morning regardless. And walked away happy, but knew there was more in me. Yeah. Um. But yeah, and so I, I I'd said to you like not long before that that my birthday coming up, and it'll be like the first birthday in three years that I'm not on the sidelines, and I think it'd be really fun to not just run on my birthday, but have a hit out yeah (laughs) and so we set it up and this was
0: was 13 days later
1: yeah on the 20th of my birthday and we debated if i did another 10 or if i did another five um i think we agreed that five would be better like less taxing and it just meant i could enjoy my day um and yeah that paid off and what was the goal goal was to get under 16 and this speaks again to running to feel and not checking your watch and splits and whatnot and you like I rocked up on the day and you even told me you're gonna take my watch I'm like no no no, no. <laughs> you don't want to get I, it on Strava <laughs> I said I said I'd, I said I turn my splits off and I just trust you um, yeah so that's what I did I turned my splits off so it wasn't beeping at me every K, and then I wouldn't be inclined to look at my watch um and yeah sure enough I just I ran the whole five without looking at my watch once so that would be a first for me yeah
0: it was really impressive that aspect and then also you sat in like you didn't run right on our shoulders like you ran in a bunch and and i think that's a skill that some people underrate and some people are a bit too antsy and worried and stressed and yeah, can't me. do it like <laughs> they they uh, never learned to do it but but you you sat sat in and and just were like okay this is how it is and this is what i've been told i should try to do and um and, I, and it you know it wasn't just that like it was because you were super fit and and it was a combination of factors but i think learning how to run relaxed is a, is a big big part of it as well
1: yeah, yeah but like again too, i rocked up to that race and you commented afterwards that i was laughing and like yeah i was really happy like i was like I was just enjoying it and I was surprised like Ethan and Joel rocked up and it was Yeah. And you bought me new racing gear, which I've like put on straight away. <laughs> yeah, yeah, birthday like, present. Like um Yeah, I was just I was just taking it all in and it wasn't until you we were like, All right, you warmed up, I was like, Oh shit, yeah we go. And <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember it was like the crossing the grass to the other side and it was like death march. I was like <laughs> oh, you were, you <laughs> That's when it kicked
0: in. Yeah, we were all there for you, so like it, yeah. it was a bit of pressure. Um, but I thought, like looking back on it, yeah, you, you handled it really well. So yeah,
1: um, um, and we didn't even have a start thing. I remember we were, it was Jess yourself and then me. We walked like um, single file up to the line, and it was just Jess hits goal, and it was like, going. <laughs> all right, this is it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> hold on. No, it was a good run. And I really enjoyed it. Fifteen fifty six. That's what it was it's good was
0: but then it didn't stop there um on the 12th of december um after doing a really good monofartlek around Seaford wetlands we sort of had a chat like i think you can get you're in shape like you've got to get make use of this form while you've got it let's get the 10k down further I
1: knew, yeah i knew yeah. i was well I, i'd wanted to do a 10k a lot sooner because i thought after that 34 if i had people around me i could go into 34 then but we just didn't do it but yep anyway so I, I was planning on doing one but then yeah we had probably a week i didn't do sessions until the first day and then maybe like the second session back after my 5k he had a mono for me i hadn't done a mono for a while and i was really keen to see what i could run and i i, I remember telling mum the night before that i reckon mattresses record around the wetlands is on the line. <laughs> 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 yeah yeah and it was and i took it
0: <laughs> yeah yeah it's impressive and to run over 6ks for a fart like um if you ever do that you're in pretty good shape and um so yeah um that was a good sign and, and it sort of gave us confidence that you could do it um so yeah we scheduled a 10k in another sort of you know training group sort of self-organized um time trial on the 12th of december um and uh yeah it's Tell us how that went.
1: Oh, it was hot. Yeah. It was like a, one of December's first really summer days. Um but I was I was gonna run it anyway. Yeah. Um we set it up for just after little laps. And
0: So we had to do it about twelve o'clock?
1: Yeah, yeah, we started about quarter past. Yeah. Um but yeah, it was again I told I had my mum come and watch and some <laughs> friends as well, and it was just like alright, we just
0: alpha flies on
1: yeah oh my yeah, had some good wheels on <laughs> um, yeah we just ran and it was again splits off hang on yep and 25 laps
0: yeah <laughs> yeah you're super gutsy um ended up going through 5k in 17 flat um but you just kept hanging on so consistent every lap was around 81 we had pete um there on the live stream and um, taking splits, um, yeah, it was it was another great day, and and to do thirty three forty seven, um, so your you negative split um, on a day like that, where I reckon it would have been um, mid twenties, um, it felt super hot, and we all got sunburnt. Um, yeah,
1: called my long run, or long run the next day, called it sunburnt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was blistering in the shower. <laughs>
0: no, it was it was. Uh, Awesome to see. So it was another PB. Um, and then, you know, for someone who was a 17-minute guy, 35-minute guy, you know, a little over a year ago. Um, and now, you know, you've gone from a 17-minute guy to a 15-minute guy for five. And, and now you're a 33-minute guy for, for 10, and you used to be 35. Like, so good to see, Damo. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, what do you put your improvements down to? Like, what have you learned the most this year?
1: I, like you, you asked me like um, what do you reckon we learnt this year just before we started and I said patience and there's really yeah like so much trust in like you um, like there's been times where i message you going I don't know you be really sure yeah tell us about that
0: that chat like I, I yeah, think it's was it before just, the 10k or the 5 or it's not
1: just once it's happened yeah. a few times and yeah like, but I think that's
0: really important like I think this is important for everyone to hear and it's like yeah.
1: but it's like the, like I feel like I've got good rapport with you now like i uh, like. Yeah. Uh, probably been with you for almost two years now if we yep. go back to when I was first injured and yeah like yeah it's just yeah patience and letting it happen and um yeah yeah just a trust between the coach and the athlete and um like I'd message you going oh this taper feels really aggressive are we sure this is right yeah or, um just yeah like oh if I'm not keen on the session or if just just yeah if i'm just not keen on stuff i'm like
0: it's good though like you tell me and that's what like i think i think that's important for people to hear is like if you're not sure about a session you need to speak up and and say it um and then like you know i think a few times where we're like oh you've just said it you're like oh i don't know about this and then i'm like okay well um let's have a chat about it after work or later today or yeah you've never
1: hesitated to like, you yeah. don't just message me back just going, oh, just trust me, and all like... Yeah. <laughs> like, because like, that would be easy to get down about it. Now you call me, and it's like a 20-minute chat, and it's just... Yeah. And I probably won't even speak for that 20 minutes. It's just... <laughs> you're just you just you're just walk me through it, and you're like, it's, there's there's purpose. Yeah. It has a place. You'll run well. And, but like, you just... It's 20 minutes, and you just walk me through it, and I leave that 20 minutes going, no, nah, he's fault about this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's not
0: just that. Like, I think even... Uh, like I I would say what I think but then it's very important to hear how you're thinking because yeah, you need to always, believe in it so you always
1: ask me like yeah you, you tell me like to speak up like I've never like I never feel silenced or like I feel like I always have the opportunity to speak up and yeah and then but then like and I feel like that's got me to a point now of, like where I am really happy with like the coach-athlete relationship and I am I, I respect the importance of being patient and just, you'll you'll run well. It's yeah, just, just yeah.
0: yeah, 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 exactly. Like sometimes we're always in a rush and always trying to. Um, it's very easy to fall into the trap of like, oh, I feel like I'm being lazy or I'm not doing enough. But like periods, like even now, like since we did the ten k, um, PB, and um, you know, as listeners would see, like you've had such a great year, like and then and then you sort of here. You know what Pete was talking about. How it's very important to have like some downtime, yeah, yeah um, just to to recollect and and restock so that you've got some energy to rebuild again.
1: Yeah, and and you asked me like straight after ten k, like when do you want to take a break? And I'm like, why would we wait? (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, like because one of my friends asked me what's next, and I'm like, Christmas. Yeah, and like I kind of took that as like I I I don't know what's next, so I'm really content with where I'm at. Yeah. I'm taking a break, I'm taking it now, like Yeah. It's perfect. And then you wrote my program and it was for like the next two weeks and it was just down and I was I think like, like my instant reaction was it was almost like a relief. I was yeah, I was happy like I was like I get a break. I was like I don't don't have to fight it anymore. Like Yes. Yeah. yeah. Just it's a mental break. Yeah, that's like, it. like I was still running every day, but it was just yeah, just a break.
0: Yeah, and I think um that's the thing with running like you're always adding layers um you know year by year you know you're eventually just getting stronger and stronger and you know in six years you'll be so much better than you were at three years um and then um, three years you're so much better than you were at one year but like you can't just keep improving and you can't just keep like you know training without it without a break so sometimes it's like important to go okay i've improved as much as i can physically right now i've got to have some a down period, uh, just to restock, um, actually, you know, take a step back, maybe get a little bit unfit, um, and just so that, you know, all my systems reboot and, um, uh, get into sort of that nice state, um, where they're, um, not malnourished or, or not sort of, um, sort of in that fatigue state and so that we can go again. Probably the other thing that I wanted to just sort of rehash on was before the 5k, um, um when when you did sort of question the taper um and then we had a chat i was like okay i want you to write down what you think you should do and i think that was really important so you wrote down what you thought you should do and it was really good like i reckon and i changed one or two things yeah, we just... um and we caught we sort of met in the middle because um, you sort of wanted to keep sort of some, a bit more aggressive so it wasn't a, as aggressive taper we met in the middle so then you had the belief that it was going to work i had the belief that it was going to work we both bought into it so like yeah. i think it's i think that's an important thing uh in a coach and athlete relationship is like a like yeah i'll speak up when i feel like oh no i don't think that's the right move but at the same time the athlete's got to believe in what they're doing yeah
1: yeah so. you, you met me like perfectly in the middle and i was yeah and you, you said you you messaged me back and said oh, i've rewritten your program and then i looked back and i was like oh, i was i was like sweet i'll take it i was gonna take anything i was like
0: (laughs) (laughs) but it was also like it's also just like a learning process like i'm trying to create independent runners that just know what to do because then i'm confident as well because like then we're just talking about the like there's a few there's just like a few um chats or decisions but largely then i've got the confidence that you're you're sort of like ticking boxes um uh i think when you know what you're doing um you're more likely to not get injured um, and you're more likely to perform when it counts um, because you sort of just understand the process. Um, so I think, um, yeah, those, those chats um, are a really important part um, of becoming a better runner, um, it's good. Um, in terms of other athletes um, in the group, uh, Jess has been really good, Jess Dunsmore um, in the last uh, two or three months, probably hasn't got rewarded as thoroughly as he should have um for how much work he's done uh, from a personal point of view but he's a big team player and um he was involved in a lot of those time trials as as a key part and and a big took a a big brunt of the pacemaking um which included um the 50k that i did um he ran in lane two uh for the for 21ks of, of the 50k uh with liam and um yeah, I mean that effort. Like he went through in seventy two fifty. Um, I've been,
1: I've yeah. been thinking like on my downtime, like I'm running by myself. I'm, I'm like, run culture. Like, what was, what would you call the run of the year for the team? Yeah, and like I keep coming back to Jess's, um, that effort. Yeah, I'm like he was down for ten to fifteen k. Yeah. And <laughs> But we also got to think. Before this, he'd never done twenty-five laps of the track. He'd only done his first ten k <laughs> of the yeah, track that's... like two weeks ago. Yeah, and then he went and did like fifty to sixty. <laughs> yeah,
0: it was incredible. Like I, I, was like, oh, Jess, you've got one more lap to go. This was at about yeah fourteen point six. because um, we planned to go th- to fifteen, and he's like, nah, no, nah, I wanna, I wanna keep going to a half, um, half marathon. Um, so it kind of speaks volumes for. The kind of person that Jesse is um, you know he's, he's very selfless and um, yeah I think uh, it will only be a matter of time and he'll he'll um, sort of get um, a few 5k's and, and 1500 sort of um, PB's again um, uh, hopefully um, early next year um, but he's put in a good sort of grounding and, and, and base training phase I think for the front, front end of the, of the track season he did get a 10k PB on the same day that uh, Pete did his um, and ran 32.05. And then he did try to um, try to run another 10k PB just uh, uh, earlier this week in Bendigo. Uh, unfortunately, it was um, a small field with um, some pretty solid runners. And, uh, you know, when you go all the way to Bendigo, uh, you don't just do it to run by yourself. So we had a chat before the race and said, look, let's just let's just have a go and and see what happens and and go with the pace and the pace was probably a little bit bit too quick for him early on he went through 3k in 910 and and this is um you know a guy who was you know pro- probably more more equipped at um running uh, a 930 for 3 3k for his um 10k pb um so he was 20 seconds uh below pace at that point and and sometimes that can come back and burn burn you and it was just a just a good experience for him because i think sometimes like i think a lot of a lot of the races that i've sort of talked to jess about i've sort of let's let's just be conservative and and play it safe and and um and go out sort of at the pace that we think that you're at sometimes it's good to just um throw it at the wall and see if it sticks and um that was one of them on at bendigo didn't didn't pan out but i think you'll learn a lot from it i think um it's those kind of races that make you learn the sport and uh learn how to run a good 10k like in two or three years time so sometimes you have to run them a bit differently to to work out how to run them um so he'll be better for it um even from a, a short-term point of view it was a good training session so jess is doing well um who else guys are, uh, pete talk us about t- talk us through ethan how's ethan going
2: yeah ethan's ethan's a fun person to have in the gym at the moment like he's definitely keeping me motivated. Just cause it's a fun time in the gym, just joking <laughs> around and lifting a lot heavier weights than me. But, <laughs> but yeah, Ethan. Ethan's had a bit of a rough year, I would say, with sort of getting injured, coming back, and it's something new. And it's like I, I you want to see him back at his best, and I think he's as frustrated as like we want to see him back at at his best racing form and just he's been unlucky i think yeah so, but he's in the right hands he's seen the sports doctor now just to just almost give him peace of mind to rule out anything that maybe um what would you say like structurally yeah just anything
0: um he's had three stress fractures in 12 months um so he's getting a, a bone uh, density scan just to check that his bones are all healthy and uh, look, it might not be anything medical. He's getting a blood test, um, but it's just good to check off and, and check that that's fine. And because um, particularly this last stress stress fracture that he uh, he he got, um, it just it was just um, off very low load. So if it's not if it's not anything medical, he's just really grown the last. Um, he's been a late developer, so he's really grown, changed body shape the last two years so it's highly likely that um it's just getting him getting used to his his, uh, body he's growing into his body and uh he just needs to you know be persistent uh stay strong at the moment and and things will turn Uh, everyone gets their moment in the sun ethan's is still to come um so he heads back to the us on the 5th of january um uh, to go back to college um so it's been great uh hanging out with ethan while he's been back here uh the past uh six or so months uh just trying to get him back and um he's super keen it's just um been hard for him uh the last 12 months and it's good for everyone to hear that that's just what happens in this sport and everyone goes through phases like this um but it's the guys that are patient and and persistent that sort of uh work it out and work why they keep getting injured and 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 do something about it and change change themselves uh damien um What's the goal for next year? Um, you sort of chatted briefly um off air about what you've got um to come. Uh, what are you thinking?
1: Um, building on like being a more slow twitch guy. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm real keen to do half marathon at some point, and looking at April, and yeah, that'll be interesting. And yeah.
0: Liam Hem- Hemingway another guy from the group is keen to do a half marathon so I'm hoping that uh, things pan out and, and uh, his goals would be pretty similar to yours I think so um, it might work out that you both sort of aim for the same half marathon um, yeah and hopefully we can get a few park runs in there uh, once that kicks off mid Jan hoping that Bevan another guy from the group can get a few park runs done down at Hastings and break the 17 minute barrier he's really going again um after uh, a bit of a stint on the sidelines uh, with a base of fifth metatarsal stress reaction um so he he's going well again um he's actually applying for um to get into uh, a course at geelong uh deacon deacon uni um zoology so he'll find out in the next couple of weeks uh what he's doing next year hopefully yeah hopefully he'll also do a few good 1500s because um i think we've said that on the podcast i think he's he's, he looks like he'd be a pretty good mover over 1500 as well
1: yeah
0: um and then ben griffith um been pretty consistent um the last three months (laughs) yeah he'd put a he put a good 1500 together if we can um keep him keep him consistent but He's certainly um, putting his best step forward, foot forward. Um, over the last three months, he's um, really put in some good training. So we've just got to be conservative with Ben because he's had a pretty, pretty uh, uh, big sort of injury history. Um, always super talented, but just hasn't been able to keep his body together um, to really sort of see the fruits of, of how how talented he is. Uh, yeah, and then Joel's just been jogging, Joel McGill, um, and, and Lockie Watson's getting fit as well. So, yeah, that's pretty much a summary of the group, guys. It's um, so good to catch up again and, and do a bit of a podcast. We'll do another one of these, uh, yeah, going forward um, in, in the next month or two. Um, anything more to add?
1: No, I think that's pretty good. Yeah, it's a good um, summary.
2: I'll probably just add any of those time trials we did, we started the Facebook page for the Run Culture Hours So you wanna check out those time trial videos there, they're all up there.
0: Nice Pete. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You're doing a good job running that 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 side of things and
2: I mean I've got a lot of time on my hands these days.
0: (laughs) Nice. All right boys, well done. Cheers, Dane.
1: Thank you.